Hello. What's up? I'm Cody. (laughs) I'm Emily. And we're back with another episode, your favorite part of the week. But before we get started here at Misery Manor, make sure you go ahead and leave those manners at the door, please. What's up, what's up, what it do, baby boo? We're back, we're back, we're back. That was so cute. I don't know if we're ever going to have an episode where I don't sing something. And I don't have a good voice, I already know that. Really? You think that about yourself? There's a flaw, that's it. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, no real bidness to get into. I have a really exciting case. So this is one of the ones, Emily, that I put as like, on the poll, like, on the Instagram, like, do you want to hear this? And this is, like, one of the ones that was, like, in the top, so I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it, and I was excited about this one, and when it didn't win, I was like, motherfucker, I was ready for this one! Wait, do I know this one? No. Well, I explained it to you earlier, and you said no. Oh, oh, okay, that one. Okay, because there was another one in a poll that I've been with. Oh, you already did it. It was The Tara Calico episode, yeah. Yeah. No, so that's the one that beat out this one, but I think this one's better. That's why I was like, oh, I want to do it. Without giving too much information. Right. So Wait, is this a... Are we full-fledged or are we like a mini? This is a this is a big one. Oh. Well, I think it's big. It, my fingers hurt from typing it, so I think it's going to end up being long. Oh, okay. So, um, so we're like really just hopping right into it. Yeah, I just want to hop right on into it, guys. So sit down, relax. If you're in your car, don't take your eyes off the road. Um, and yeah, get ready. So... This is the case of Rachel... Can you... Are you comfortable? Yes. This is the case of Rachel Wade and Sarah Ludeman. Now, I want to say this is like a love triangle, but like... And I keep referring it to that. But if it's a love triangle and there's three people involved, doesn't that mean that all three of them have to have a a love connection? Because in this case, the two girls, like one guy. Would that be a love triangle? Yeah. Okay. There's still three people involved in the story. It's okay. kind of like a Venn diagram. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this is a, a, lo- a love triangle. Okay. Um, but gone very wrong, obviously, because this is a true crime podcast. I don't know if y'all <laughs> knew that. A podcast. So, so, like I said, the love triangle consists of Rachel Wade, Josh Camacho, and Sarah Ludeman. This takes place in 2009 when MySpace is, like, hot and heavy. So I'm going to have, like, some... I don't know if you remember, like, the blogs and, like, the blurbs and, like, the comments sections in MySpace. Like, yes. I have some of those that I'm going to read. Wait, what were your MySpace colors? I don't fucking remember. Really? My background was black, and my my typing was, like, really tiny, the font, and it was lime green. Well, I do remember one time, and all of the you that are listening from my high school, I'm sure you'll remember this. But there was one time, and then I'll get back to the story because this is funny. One time I had a MySpace and I get home and my mom is furious and like, she's like, what did you put on your MySpace? Like, oh my God, someone hacked my MySpace and in my little bio about me, I had put like, you know, my name is Cody Carlson. I'm an average guy that likes to do this, this, and this. 
and someone had hacked it and put, Hi, my name's Cody. I'm an average guy, but I really wish I was a girl so I could finger myself all day. <gasps> it was like sending people comments, like all these guys that I went to high school with, like, I really want to do this to you. Like, please don't tell people. And they made, like, the font in the DMs, like, glittery. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Y'all, I'm trying to sit here and be in the closet. And y'all are trying to out me. Ugh. So I had to be like, no, Mom, I did not do that. Someone hacked my fucking MySpace. And oh. to this day, I still do not know who did it. Like, I have no clue. Oh, it wasn't just, like, a bot? No, it was somebody that I knew. because <gasps> it, Yeah, because they were DMing people that I was actually friends with. So I was like, and if I ever find out, I'm sure I won't, but baby, we might have a whole episode about that if you know what I mean. Because oh. <laughs> I'm out for blood, bitch, because I'm still not over it, obviously. But oh. anyways, so <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> let me go back to the story. So this love triangle was very involved in the MySpace. And this is 2009, honestly, that's probably around the time that this happened as well. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over it. Yeah, it was horrible. So I am going to be, a lot of people said that they liked, like, my theatrical reading of, like, the post and stuff. So I'm going to do that again. Oh, someone liked something about you? How unusual. So this story takes place in Pinellas Park, Florida. Um, so I'm before I get into the case, I'm just going to give you background information on the people involved. So Rachel Wade was born February 27th, 1990. She's a Pisces. Um, when this all occurred, she was 19 years old. Her parents were Barry, who was a truck driver, and her mother, Jen, who was a special education teacher. Growing up, Rachel was said to be super sweet, goofy, caring, energetic. She loved Disney, and she had dreams of being a Disney princess. Um, And as she got a a bit older, she... I'm sorry. That's when she was younger. And then when she got into high school, she started making really good grades. She was um, very active in her after-school activities, like sports and, like, different clubs. Um, She was, like, all around, like, a really good student and daughter. A lot of the sources that I read say that she was, like, beautiful and Mm. referred to her as a blonde bombshell. But later you'll come to find out she's a fucking monster. And I honestly did not get the blonde bombshell vibe from her at all. I looked at photos of her. She's not cute to me. So I think these people were, like, just taking the blonde and the blue eyes and saying a blonde bombshell. But the only, like, she is not cute. I saw a bomb on the face. Well, I'm, like, a bombshell for, like, a preteen or a t- That's an well, odd, like... I know. And she had the whole, like... And I know, like, back in this time, like... Oh, my God, 2009 where her eyebrows, like... And she had blue speak. eyeshadow and she had little pencil-thin eyebrows. And, oh, like, that the was whole, me, baby, in the 2009. Whole, the whole duck lips. And, like, I'm sure she... I mean, she's not horrible, but just, like, knowing what she did. And you'll come to find out, like, I don't think there's anything bomb about her. Okay? So... Okay. So, yeah, like, she's cute and all, but, like, she... I don't think people are breaking their necks over her. That's... Yeah. And she's a cunt. So, anyway, she's blonde, blue eyes, petite, um, all that good stuff going for her. A lot of guys, like, wanted to be with her. And a lot of girls, like, said that they wanted to be friends with her. They wanted to be just like her. So, she was, like, very popular in school. She always had a boyfriend. Um, But as she got older throughout high school, she started being known as a bad girl. So when she turned, um, I'm sorry, when she turned 15 is when she really hit her rebellious stage. So probably around like her sophomore year or uh, freshman year, sophomore year. Um, and there was like no transition into it. She was like a good girl and then all of a sudden a bad girl. And I, it's probably that whole like going into high school mentality. Like you think you're like yeah. a bad bitch and you're really not. 
Um, so she went full force into her rebellious stage. Her parents um, and her were no longer getting along. They would butt heads constantly about every little thing. She dropped out of high school. Mm-hmm. She ran away over 10 times and she started messing around like all these like punks and like these people that were like into drugs. She was always hanging around like a lot of older boys. Keep in mind, she's like 15. Um, and she was caught in a car having some freaky deaky time with a 19 year old <gasps> man and they were caught and he was arrested and he was charged with a felony sex crime. So this type of pattern continued and continued. She loved it. She would tell her friends that she craved that attention. She loved the attention from men. Um, and she said that she would basically get it however she could, whenever she could and with whoever she could. So it was like a thrill for her to have boys chase her. Like she loved it. She loved them fighting over her attention. Like she just wanted to be a bad girl. Okay, so she loved the the sexual attention and the the bad attention, like from her parents and like being reprimanded. Yeah, she liked being a bad girl and she liked guys chasing after her and like fighting over her. Cute. So and that's like the majority of what she focused her time on. Like not school, not anything else, boys and being a bad bitch. Or but, a bad girl. Not That's not a bad bitch, sorry. So, by the time she was 16, she had been attained or arrested by police many times. Several of them for assaulting her parents. <gasps> the people who fucking raised her and loved her. Um, the same year, she told her parents that she was moving out. And she was going to move in with her boyfriend that she just got. But, like, at this time, when she told her parents, you would think that they would be upset. They were like, so long, cunt. Like, You've been such an evil bitch to us. Like, good riddance. They had, she had punched them in the face <gasps> multiple times. Yeah, she was assaulting them, and the police would show up at their house multiple times on this. Did she have siblings? No. That's really sad. No. So, she moved out, um, but her and the boyfriend that she moved in with started fighting like crazy. Um, so, their relationship started going downhill right off the bat with them moving in. Um, they started fighting daily, and the boyfriend even mentioned, like, later that they were in a heated argument, and Rachel took a kitchen knife and stuck it up to his neck, um, and threatened to slit his throat, and he was like, I dare you to do it. I dare you. And she dropped it and started crying. He was like, yeah, you're a little bitch. You won't do that. And it pissed her off. Um, so that boyfriend did not last. They broke up. Womp, womp, womp. She's now, like, mom homeless. So they broke up in 2008. So, Rachel was, like, really devastated by this new, like, by this happening, and she was like, oh, my God, like, this is not a good, like, trend that I'm on. Like, I need to get my shit together. So, she was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school, and I'm going to get my GED, and I'm going to get me a job as a waitress um, at Applebee's. So, she was making some money. She was working overtime. Like, she even saved up enough money for her to afford her own apartment. Damn. Um, she wasn't hanging out with that bad crowd anymore. Um, she was going to work and going back home. Like, she was like, I really love to be independent. I feel like an adult now. So she was, like, doing good. That Applebee's lifestyle. Right. And they got a uh, platter, baby, to choose from. A happy hour. So <laughs> I used to love that bitch. So things are looking up for Rachel. And that's until she reconnects with the guy that she used to know, like, growing up. And his name is Josh Camacho. Um, so he like enters her life again and she's like starting to show some interest. She didn't, they like knew of each other. Like they were acquaintances, but they didn't know like the ins and outs of each other. Same age? Same age. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of start to pursue a relationship with each other. Um, and that's how their relationship started. 
So now that's like Rachel's back in. So now we're going to talk about Sarah Ludeman, who's the victim in this case. Sarah was born December 7th, 1990, and she was the only child to her parents, uh, Charles and Gay, who were a cab driver and a nurse. Yes, her name is Gay. <laughs> well, you were laughing. I know, that's just, I had a teacher named Gay growing up. So, uh, Sarah was the complete daddy's girl, and they did everything together. He described uh, Sarah in an interview. He was like, she's my, she was my best friend. She was my Stop. sidekick, and he referred to her as his partner in crime. Stop. Um, Sarah was said to be very nurturing. She was kind. She was respectful. She was caring to everybody around her. Um, sadly, Sarah did not have the best childhood because she was teased a lot for her appearance. Hmm. Um, now, a lot of sources say, like, oh, she's the opposite of Rachel, like the blonde bombshell quote, because Sarah was just average. She had dark hair. She didn't care much about makeup. She didn't really care much about fashion. She was considered bigger in weight than Rachel, which, like, if you look at photos of Sarah, and I'll show you after this, like, she's not big at all. Like, she's just a normal, healthy, beautiful girl. Uh, but they're comparing her to petite-ass Rachel, which, like, ugh, it's, that's so she's annoying. She already sounds like she's honestly probably prettier because oh, like the she's... people that like don't try are always like, right and wait till you them. see like her smile just like lights up the room so i'll show you photos of her after this so like i said she's in no means big at all but she um her weight fluctuated a lot so like kids were making fun of her so she didn't really have a lot of friends but honestly she didn't really mind growing up um she was just very focused on like um, her schoolwork, but when she mm -hmm. got into high school, um, she ended up being very well liked. Everybody thought she was like the nice girl, the sweet girl. Um, Sarah loved animals and she decided she wanted to grow up to be a vet. Mm. Um, and she knew that she had to get good grades if she wanted to pursue that career. So like I said, that's where she focused all of her time. She made all A's. She devoted all of her time and effort after school, before school, to her grades, and it wow, showed. She sounds like me. Yeah, she, right. She attended Tarpon Spring High School, which, lucky for her, she went there because they had a vet program to get them started okay. ahead of time. Um, so, because of her devotion in school and this vet program, she never really had a boyfriend. She didn't pursue boys. She honestly did not care. So one night in the summer, her and her best friend went to go eat at a Chick-fil-A. And as they sat down in the dining area, one of the cooks came out um, on break and he looked at her and he gave her like a flirty wink. He was like, oh, and she was like, oh, my God, like he's showing me attention because keep in mind, she's never had a boyfriend, never even tried to get a boy's attention. And that cook that came out and gave her that wink was none other than Josh Camacho, Rachel's boyfriend. I have got to see what he looks like. So Sarah saw this wink and she was like, holy shart. Like, this never happens. He's winking at me. So like, like I said, like, she is just ecstatic. So before she left, he approached her again on her way out and they exchanged numbers. They introduced themselves, vice versa. And like immediately that night they started texting they were having phone calls daily. They were flirting. And this lasted the entire summer. So, Dang. like, they were hot and heavy in summer. Like, summer loving had me a blast. Until fall, when that all ended. <laughs> <laughs> so, and fall came. School starts back up. And he stopped talking to her in public. He said he no longer wanted to show her affection in public, only behind closed doors. So, like, they would be out in public, and he would be like, you know, don't 
hold my hand, like, don't make any gestures. But, like, when they were at home together, he would, like, hug her because he, he was dating Rachel. Oh. Yeah. So, but Sarah claimed to her friend, she was like, well, I've never had a boyfriend, so I don't really, is this wrong? Like, because she doesn't, she doesn't know what to compare it to. So this feels completely normal to her, and she just keeps going with it. So Josh is obviously a, a used tampon, a cunt wad, and mm-hmm. he got to the point where he, sorry, I spit, he controlled what she wore, oh, no, what yeah. she did, who she talked to on the phone, who she hung out with, where she went, everything. He told her that she was only allowed to wear long pants and was forbidden to wear shorts or skirts because he did not want her coming off as a whore and other men being able to see her legs. Men? Men. They're fucking like 18. They're younger than that. Uh, They're in high school. And I'm like... Right. Chick-fil-A workers should not act like that. I'm sorry. Right. Right. So Sarah's parents had heard of Josh in this community and they knew him to be like a womanizer, a playboy, like a like a bad boy type of guy. And Josh loved this reputation, um, and he thought it was endearing. He told his friends that he thought it was cool. My pleasure. And Josh was all about the shirtless mirror photos. He had tattoos. He literally thought he was the fucking shit. And he's in high school. Yes. And her parents were like trying to be cool and supportive parents because they saw how happy Sarah was. But, like, deep down, they're like, oh, my God, I don't want that for my daughter. And um, before they made up their, like, opinions about him, they were like, you know what? We need to at least, like, go meet him and, like, hang out with him and get to know him. So they tried to converse with him. And he was like, no, I don't care. I don't, like, I don't I don't have any reason to hang out with y'all. And he was In like front a, of them? Yeah, he was, like, a total dick to them and, like, blew them off. So they were like, Sarah, come on. And she was like, well, well, like, what do you want me to do about it? And so this was, like, adding fuel to the, like, they were like, okay, I don't like this guy. And then to add, Josh actually at this time already had a kid. (gasps) And so he's basically, like, a deadbeat dad to his son. His uh, baby mama said that Josh never followed up with the kid, never um, supplied any money. Like, he was just a fucking loser. That is actually great for the kids. You don't have to be around him. So, and then in this town, though, Josh and his brother were known to use girls for money. He would cheat on all of his girlfriends, and he always had multiple women around constantly and would brag to his friends, like, oh, if this girl doesn't work out, I got five other waiting around. Um, Josh was also said to be very abusive to women, and he loved and bragged about being able to control all of their, um, possess- like, all their possessions, their money, everything that they did. Um, Josh's friends said that any girl that he ended up with would support him, uh, buy him clothes, shoes, and pay for his cell phone bill. Like, and... Can we not call them women? They're children. Right. But the weird... Like, when I show you a photo of him, you're gonna be like, these women did all that for this little shit? No, ma'am. I just feel... I'm just picturing, like, Jersey Jersey Shore. But he did date... Like, he dated up to, like, 20-year-olds as well. Mm. So... Yeah, so Josh is not the ideal boyfriend, obviously. So, sadly, though, Sarah, her feelings did not change at all for him, but she starts to change. So now she's like, I don't know if I want to be a vet anymore. Mm. And she was begging her parents to transfer to Pinellas Park High School, where he goes to school, as well as Rachel. And they let her. But she doesn't know about Rachel. She has, she has no idea about Rachel. So her grades start slipping. She started being mouthy and rebellious to her friends and her family. Her dad referred to Josh as the rat. So he wouldn't call him by his name or be like, oh, where's your boyfriend? He'd be like, so where's the rat? 
where's your rat? And it would piss her off. So, like I said, Sarah does transfer to Pinellas Park High School, and that's how she became familiar with Rachel Wade. Now, they weren't friends, but they were acquaintances, um, but by no means friends. And they had some mutual friends, but at this time, again, Rachel doesn't know that Sarah's involved with Josh and vice versa. God. So, um, and Josh later said in an interview that he didn't date either one of them. He was just sleeping with them, and he didn't think anything of it. I hate this guy so much. <laughs> I know, he's a cunty. So, um, so both Rachel and Sarah's friend could, like, they could not understand why they were dating Josh, or, like, what they saw in Josh, just given his reputation, like, the way he acts. So the friends were like, we're not being bad friends, like, by not supporting you, we just you know, see so much more in you than this, but neither girls were listening. Um, they said their friends in reports said that he was not friendly. He was not warm and welcoming. Um, they knew his reputation and they were worried about their friends. I can tell you when you date a bad boy, they're mean to everybody. Oh yeah. But when they're nice to you, you're like, yeah. And you choose to only see the good parts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, Everybody's guilty of that. I mean, that's happened in a lot of relationships, you know? Yeah. So, um, so Sarah started molding herself to him and was dressing like him. She was speaking like him. Um, her friends claimed that she did a complete 180 to the point where they were like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Oh, I hate that so much. This girl who once had aspirations to be a vet, um, was now like having this like presence of like kind of being like a thug, like... And just grungy and just, like, you know, like, didn't give a shit kind of attitude. Which is, like, completely opposite And of, she had straight A's? She did. In, like, and veterinary not, school and, and stuff. And not anymore. Oh, my God. So then the fights between Sarah and Josh began. And they would start fighting in public, resulting in Sarah getting detained by police <gasps> because of an outburst. Josh stated um, that he physically assaulted Sarah more and more and more. Um, he even admitted to police that he punched her in the face, decked her right in the mouth. And when Sarah's parents found out, she was like, I can't press charges. It was my fault. Like, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that. Um, he would also break up with her countless times and, like, break her heart. She would cry and cry and cry. Her family and friends were like, hell yeah, but, like, oh, we're here for you. And then he would be like, oh, no, I do want to be with you. And he joked with his friends, like, I can get her back anytime I want to. And she would run right back to him. So it was like a control thing with him. Yeah. So, uh, while this is going on, he is dating Rachel Wade. Through this whole thing. The whole thing. Okay. Out of the blue, though, Rachel posted a photo of her and Josh on MySpace. Oh, God. And Sarah sees this, and she's like, what the fuck? So, Sarah is, like, pissed, and she confronts Josh about it, and he was like, yeah, I'm sleeping with her. So, Sarah's like, okay, what the fuck? And, um... First of all, I'm like, why are you mad at him? Like, why are you mad? So she's mad at Rachel. She's not mad at Josh. She's like, oh, That's I'm gonna, just how it happens. you know, I know, right? Um, so, um, and that happens all the time in stories. Which I'm like, be mad at Josh. He's the one that decided to get hard by her puss puss, and but like, he's already has a hold over right. her. So. And can you never say that again? <laughs> I know, right? So Sarah retaliates and she's like, well, you know what, bitch? Here are some photos of Josh and I, too. So <gasps> she uploads some photos. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, sexy photos. No, she, she just posts, like, photos of them, like, hugging and whatnot. That so, is always so weird to me. Like, you see the pic... Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, you're good. 
Like, who takes them? Oh, me and Josh have plenty of hugging. Who takes the photo? Uh, probably a friend. Here, take this photo of us real quick, please. We want to have this memory. Oh. So, <laughs> Sarah posts the photos, and Rachel sees them, and she flew a goddamn gasket. Ooh. She was I think pissed. you blow them. What did I say? You flew them. She did both. <laughs> I meant blue. So she writes a MySpace blog oh, on June 17th, 2008. Rachel wrote, when we first met, I was madly in love. But since then, things have changed. You've called me names. You've slept around. I deserve so much better. Period. Okay. Which is like, oh, that's kind of sad. So Sarah, Sarah saw this post and you know what she commented? Well, he found better. Oh. So she's like, oh, hell to the fucking no. Here I am trying to be sweet Sally, and you comment that on my shit? Mm-mm. So the two girls found out each other's cell phone from, like, because they had mutual friends yeah. in high school. And they started, like, calling each other and, like, texting each other, fighting over Josh. So... And what is Josh doing? Chilling. He doesn't He's care. probably having sex with someone else. Oh, he doesn't give a shit. So now there's, so now they have each other's phone numbers and they start calling each other and leaving voicemails. So I was going to play this voicemail, but like I, you couldn't really hear it. So I'm just going to read what it said. So Rachel left Sarah a voicemail and it said, you are fucking with me when you fuck with Josh. Seriously, I'm letting you know now you were either going to get fucked up or something of yours is. Stop being a bitch. And she hung up. So, like, these are the type of messages that Sarah was getting from Rachel constantly. Okay. However, Sarah retaliated. You know what she would do? <laughs> this is, like, kind of like, all right, cool. She would show up to Applebee's with her and her friends, and they would sit in Rachel's section, and they would harass her. They would spill their food on the ground. <gasps> they would spill their drinks and make her clean it up. They would order all this food, never tip her. Um... So one night they actually there was karaoke night at um Applebee's and Sarah and her friends got up there to sing a song and they sang Girl Fight. You remember that song? It's about to be a what? Girl fight. And they were yeah. pointing at Rachel as she was wait- waiting tables and Rachel's like, I'm at work, I can't really do anything. So it was pissing her off. Which I'm oh. like, damn, that they are ballsy. So like the two girls like had it out for each other. They were silly stringing each other's cars. They were um <laughs> Popping each other's tires, like, uh, slashing them. Which uh, I'm like, tires are fucking expensive. I just had to buy tires last month. Right. So it's, like, getting ugly and out of hand, like, quickly. So Sarah posted another photo of Josh and her at the beach, and Rachel saw this. On August 26, 2008, Rachel left Sarah another voicemail. This one said, Seriously? I told you to watch your fucking back and not to hang out with him. Now your ass is mine, and I'm guaranteeing you that I'm going to fucking murder you, Sarah. I'm letting you know now, because you know what? Josh might have played me, but bitch, I'm going to play your ass too. Watch. You are just a fat bitch, and I'm going to fucking kill you. I swear on my life. Watch out your fucking window when I get off work tonight, you dumb fat bitch. Uh, And hung up. Okay. So then Sarah left another voicemail. Oh, God. Wait, the same night? uh, This is a couple nights later. And Sarah never left voicemails. This is just Rachel. So then 
Sarah, or then Rachel left another one. She said, I'm going to find you and I'm going to beat your ass. He can get anything he wants from me and you still got your mommy and daddy's curfew, bitch. Why do you run your fucking mouth? Anyways, are you that fucking pathetic? Keep talking shit, Sarah, and I'm going to teach you. I'm going to tell you that right now. And to go back on the curfew, so uh, Sarah had a curfew because she's still living yeah. with her parents. Um, and that's why she's referring. And Rachel obviously had an apartment. She's older. Um, so that's why she keeps bringing up the curfew. Basically saying, well, you're a little child, you know? Okay. Do you think she's in her Applebee's uniform while she's leaving these messages? I think she is. She's probably in her apron. I know. So these threats didn't really phase Sarah that much. <laughs> because after these voicemails, Sarah and Josh took a trip together to New York <gasps> City. And the two posted the photos together on MySpace. Wait, they're from Florida? Yeah, they took a... Your mom... Let them, my yeah. mom would be like, absolutely not. So, they pu- upload the photos of them on the trip, and Sarah wrote in the caption of the photos, How do you like my photos? My man, not yours, bitch. So, like clockwork, Sarah got another voicemail from Rachel. This said, Sarah, it's so funny how you talk shit and you want to sit there and say that my man was at your house bitch then tell me what he was wearing that night sarah you're a dumb bitch for real if you're lying i'm gonna find you and beat your ass if you're not lying i'm still gonna come find you and beat your ass okay you keep playing these games you're a fucking pathetic fat bitch you little fucking girl what do you have going for you that josh wants you over me I have a job. I have my own place. What the fuck? Seriously? He could get anything he wants from me. And not to mention, I look fucking ten times better than you, fat. Fat bitch. You still have your mommy and daddy's curfew, for God's sake. Why do you run your fucking mouth? Are you that fucking pathetic? Please do leave shit on your MySpace. That shit is old news, just like you and him are. So keep talking shit, Sarah. You don't know when to stop, and you haven't learned your lesson, but I'm gonna beat your ass, and I'm telling you now. Keep fucking with me, Sarah. I keep telling you and over and over again. I'm gonna show you psycho. Keep fucking with them. You're fucking with the wrong person. I'm going to teach you how to grow up real fucking quick, bitch. That was a lot of finger pointing and a lot of And I really feel like I need to wash my mouth out with soap after that one. But yeah, did she get the point across? She's livid. But I'm like, why is she asking what he was wearing? They were in New York. Uh, But this is, I don't know if that was directly related to the photos, Uh but like, I think basically she of... doesn't believe that they're hanging out. Like she wants proof, you know, but here going back to the curfew thing, this is what Josh would do. He would go hang out with Sarah or Sarah until her curfew. And then she would go, he would go to Rachel's house and she saw Applebee's. Right. Exactly. So she was getting off late. So Sarah mm-hmm. was, Rachel was not putting two and two together. So he was going to both houses and like, I does wanna... he have a job? Oh no, he's in high school. He's in high school. So, Sadly, though, the girls did not think, like, anything was going to happen. Or Sarah didn't think anything was going to happen. Yeah. But it continues to escalate more and more. How? The two girls started texting one another um, when they were with Josh and be like, haha, I'm with Josh, my man, not yours. They were posting more photos. Um, on April 14th, 2009, uh, Sarah saw Rachel post a MySpace blurb and it said, loving my boo. And Sarah was, like, so distraught. She So that afternoon, Sarah sent Josh a text message at 
1.06 p.m. that said, Whatever, Josh. You get so mad at me for everything, but you don't give a shit when she puts something up or says something. You always believe her. So then he didn't respond. So then two minutes later, she texted again and she said, It's like no matter what I do, she's always much better. And then five minutes later at 1.13, she sends another one because he's obviously ignoring her. And she said, all we fight about is her or something that has to do with her. And it sucks. I hate fighting with you. I love you so much. But this shit hurts. So he continued to ignore her for the rest of the afternoon. So that was at like 1.30. Yeah. So at 6.36, what, five hours later, Sarah texts him again. And she said, you say you love me, but you don't have the decency to text me back. So no response until two hours later, Josh finally texts Sarah and said, bring the movies. That's it. Bring the movies. What what movies? I guess movies that they were going to watch. So Sarah read this, gathered the movies, ran out the house immediately to go see him. I hate this so much. He told Rachel he couldn't see, hang out with Rachel, though, because he was babysitting, but he was not. He uh, was... I'm sorry, this gentleman is... Is a babysitter? Uh, well, she believed it. He wasn't, actually, obviously. He was going to hang out with Sarah and watch movies. So, according to Rachel, Rachel said that she was walking her dog that... So, this is where the murder happened. Rachel said that she was walking her dog that night, and Sarah drove past her on her way to Josh's and was like, Stay away from my man, bitch! Out the window. <laughs> oh, my God! Or something like that. And Rachel claimed to police that she was terrified. So, she ran in the house, and she got a knife. Which the police were later after this were like, okay, that's funny because your threats to her did not sound like you were scared of her at all. So she rolls down her window and says that and you're so scared that you go and grab a knife. So it wasn't adding up, right? And wouldn't she already be gone if she was driving? Right. Well, she was like, she thought, Rachel probably thought that Sarah was going to come back and like threaten her. So Rachel said she ran inside, grabbed the knife just in case she needed to defend herself and she put it into her purse for protection. So then Rachel calls one of her ex-boyfriends, Javier, and she's like, can I please stay at your house? I'm so scared. Sarah keeps driving by, which is not true. So he was like, sure, yeah, come on over. So around 11 p.m. that night, she went to her ex's house. But on her way there, she drove by Josh's and she sees uh, Sarah's car in the driveway. Of course. And she's fucking livid. So... In multiple reports, Josh, his sister, and his her sister's friend, his sister's friend was over there too, um, and they all claimed that they all saw Sarah driving by multiple, or Rachel, Rachel driving by multiple, <gasps> multiple times, and they're like, "Oh no, she knows you're here." Sarah was like, "Oh, she, you know, she won't do anything." And by the way, Sarah did not um, roll down the window and say that to Rachel. That never happened. Like, stay away from my man. She made that up. Oh, to have like that they were threatening her. Oh. So. Um, so yeah, they were like, oh my God, she keeps driving by. So then that's when Rachel Mm. sends Josh a text and she said, now I know why you're not talking to me because you've got her. Josh texts back. And this is actually Josh. She said, that's right. I don't like you anymore. Why are you keep, why do you keep coming down this street? Go home. Oh shit. So Rachel wasn't too faced by this. And she replied, no, I'm going to wait till she goes home. So she keeps circling their road. Is she with Javi? No, she's by herself. So Rachel kept driving, waiting for Sarah to leave. And then, um, because she knew her um, curfew was approaching too. Right. So Sarah waited to leave until Josh and his sister was like, hey, I think it's safe. Like, we haven't seen her in a while. Like, feel free to go home. So, um, so Sarah, but Sarah called her parents. Was like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late. 
I know it's almost past curfew. Some things happen, but I'm going to be a little bit late. And they're like, okay, like we understand, but like get home now. Like, yeah, they're just being protective parents. So she gets in her car and then Josh's sister and friend come out and said, Hey, before you go home, can you bring us to McDonald's? And like Sarah's like, was hesitant they said but she was like sure get in because i'm sure she wanted to please josh's sister you know like yeah have them like team sarah so she was like sure get in so on the way to mcdonald's sarah got a call from rachel and jeanette josh's sister was in the car and her friend sarah answered and immediately put the phone on speaker rachel was screaming and threatening sarah on the phone again she said that she was going to stab sarah she said i'm going to stab you and your mexican boyfriend referring to uh, Josh. Is Josh? He's Mexican. Okay. And Rachel then, said that? Rachel said that. Yeah, about... So now you're going to kill the guy you're fighting about? I know. Uh, okay. So <laughs> so Sarah gets a call from her friend, Ashley. And Ashley uh, says, Hey, I saw Rachel standing outside of Javier's <gasps> house. Just, like, oh. be careful. Like, don't go over there. So Sarah decided that she wanted to go over there and confront Rachel once and for all. Um... She pulls up and she sees Rachel. But she's not with Jeanette. She is. They're still in the car. So the three of them pull up to Javier's house and they see Rachel outside and she's talking to two other guys. So, um, so Sarah stops the car and she gets out and Jeanette and her friend follow her and Rachel sees her and immediately grabs her knife out of her purse and they charge at each other and start to have a fight um, the witnesses said that they saw Rachel make two stabbing motions to Sarah, um, just two, and once on the shoulder and once in the chest area. And immediately when this happened, Sarah like let go and like stumbled back to the car. And when she's stumbling, she immediately grabs her phone to call somebody. And guess who she calls? Josh. Josh. And he answers. And she has no energy. She's bleeding out. And the only thing she could get out was, it hurts. Like, she was whimpering. And then the phone, like, he could hear the phone, like, fall. And he's like, oh, shit. So she collapsed on the ground. And there's one, two, three, four, five people around her? Uh, One, two, three, yep, five people around her. So Javier, Rachel's um, ex-boyfriend, freaked out pulled his shirt off and was wrapping around her wounds to try to save her. And he was like, call 911, call 911. So Jeanette calls 911 immediately. Um, and the operator answers. And she said, um, Jeanette is heard saying, fucking Rachel, she just fucking stabbed her. And the dispatcher said, where on the body is the patient stabbed? And Jeanette replied, replied in the chest, she's trying to breathe. Oh my God. Um, so while all this was going on, according to Javier, Rachel did it she walked calmly to the porch chunked the knife into the neighbor's yard sat down and she looked at him she was i'm done okay so then rachel receives a call from josh and he's like what the fuck did you just do what happened i got a call from sarah what happened and she goes i'm at javier's house bye and hung and hangs up So police arrive on scene and Detective Mike Lynch walked over to Rachel and spoke to Rachel at the scene. And when he arrived, he said Rachel was just sitting on the porch. She said, hey, and she was smoking a cigarette. And then she looked at the other officer and said, when I'm done with this, do you have another one that I could have by chance? They were like, she showed no remorse. Um, In her police interview, Sarah, she said that Sarah... So, in Rachel's police interview, she said that Sarah, Jeanette, and Jeanette's friend came rushing up the car, 
and Sarah punched Rachel in the face three times before she finally decided to defend herself. And Rachel claimed she the only reason why she had the knife was because she was so scared of Sarah because she was so much bigger that and if she ne- if she needed it she could use it. So when the police told Rachel that Sarah had stab wounds all over her, Rachel was like, "Oh really? I didn't even I don't even remember stabbing her. That's odd." Like, playing dumb. So, while this is going on, Josh is getting in the car, and he drives to Sarah's parents' house and tells him what had been, like, what he thought had happened. Oh. And they immediately drive. So, Josh gets in the car with them, too, and they all drive to the scene together. When they got there, police were already there, um, and they were like, you cannot go on scene. They're like, we're we're Rachel, or we're Sarah's parents. And they're like, no. And in an interview, Sarah's dad was like, I knew from that moment that my sidekick was dead. So, um, so they took Sarah off the premise, uh, premises in an ambulance to the nearest hospital, um, but she was still alive. Ray, uh, Rachel told police detective uh, Mike Lynch that after the ambulance left, that Jeanette and her friend waited around and they actually beat up Rachel. <gasps> so they were like, they left and they're like, bitch, and they like punched her. But I thought the police already... They just, they were worried and they took off um, Sarah. So, like, they waited around and, like, punched Rachel. <laughs> they were pissed. So, so Josh, Josh's and, so Josh and Sarah's parents all got in the car together again and they drove to the hospital to meet Sarah there. And when they got there, Josh decided that he didn't want to see Rachel. And he was like, uh, I can't look at her. Or, I'm sorry, see Sarah. Yeah. He was like, I can't look at her in that state, in that critical condition. And Sarah's dad looked at him and was like, you're the reason why all of this happened. She loved you so much. The least you can do is go in there and show her while she's, you know, potentially dying that you were here for her. And he was like, I just don't know if I can do it. Wh- so the parents go into the operating room without Josh. Like he was like, not I'm not in the operating room. Well, they were performing an emergency surgery on her. So she, they, like, they were allowed in the operating room. Well, I don't know if like they went back into the room with her okay. while the doctors were like, oh my God, like <gasps> blood transfusions really? and whatnot. And, um, and so only the parents were allowed back there. And so Josh mm-hmm. was like, I'll wait here. I will go back there. And when they came out to get him, he had left. So he wasn't there. He left. So they were like, this motherfucker. So he's, he's got to have some like, he's like, I, I always forget if it's sociopath or psychopath where you don't have the like emotional. Right. Capabilities to even feel yeah. that. So like I said, they're operating on Sarah. They're giving her blood transfusion. They're the, her parents are like staring at her through a window. Oh my God. So Stop. I'm sorry to, they were not in the operating room. They could see her and be like, hang in there. But then obviously yeah. they weren't there. But they were uh, watching her through a window. Um, but unfortunately, Sarah was not able to pull through. Um, she passed away at the hospital at 2.29 a.m. Um, she almost did survive. And typically you don't just die from two stab wounds. They usually say it takes about eight. Yeah, um, but where she was But stabbed. they stabbed her. And it was so close to missing her heart. But it nicked it. And she bled out. Oh, my like internally mm-hmm. and the report says that the stab was so aggressive the blade of the knife bent inside of her too like it bent and when she pulled it out the knife was bent so that's showed police that rachel did this out of anger and aggression 
So back at the police station, the police are interviewing Rachel and Rachel in this interrogation room is like bored. She's like showing gestures that she wants to go home. She's annoyed. She's like anxious. And like during this whole interview, she has no idea that Sarah's dead. You know what I just, oh, right. But you know what I just realized? You said that she told the cops that, that she was punched twice. Uh Uh-huh. Three times. Do you think that she just used when Jeanette and her Oh, probably to show like, like, oh, she did punch me. Yeah, Yeah, probably. So, um, so, okay. Yeah. So she's like, and at this time when she's doing the interrogation, she has no idea that she's dead. So at around 6 a.m., when police finally got word that um, Sarah had passed, they decided to tell Rachel the news. So during the interview, Rachel's continuing to play this innocent card and that she was the victim, that she did nothing wrong, that Sarah was the aggressor and like interrogated like, oh, the interrogator stopped Rachel like literally in this in this interview. It's funny. She's talking. He stops her and he goes, well, the next bit of information that I need to tell you is that she's dead. And Rachel immediately starts hysterically cry. Um, And he looks at her and he's like, well, she's not going to follow you anymore because you killed her. So he's like letting it be known. Listen, we know you fucking killed her. Right. So don't play this little innocent card to me. So Rachel was like immediately arrested and charged with second degree murder and served 15 months in jail before her trial. Damn. So in in this jail, she was telling all of all the people like when I get out in 15 months, she thought she was going to get out. I am going to go, um, you know, better myself. I'm going to marry Javier, which is funny because Javier at their trial testified against Rachel and was like, no, she was the aggressor. Sarah did nothing wrong. So good luck marrying him, buddy. (laughs) Um, She was like, oh, no, it was self-defense. She was like, I'm going to ride on this self-defense case. Like she was so confident that it was going to go over well, but it did not go in her favor. July 20th, 2010, when her trial started, her attorney, Jay Hebert, or Abair, I'm sorry, it's Abair, wanted to take a plea, wanted her to take a plea deal because he saw how much was like, was against her. And Rachel was like, no, I need to tell my story. Oh my God. I hate this bitch so, so much. So the prosecution was led by Lizette Hanowitz. She brought up the knife being bent. Um, she's like, here's all the history of Rachel's threats. Um, they brought up all the audio recordings, all that So the defense kept harping on the fact that Rachel was... So the defense was like, well, Rachel was scared because Sarah's so much bigger than her. Oh, my God. And that she needed the knife to defend herself. And Sarah is not a fucking bull or, like, a hippo. She's just an average girl. So that did not hold up well at all. They also brought up the times when Sarah was aggressive towards Rachel, like the tire slashing, Applebee's, and all that, too. But they also said that Sarah is the one that showed up to the house, which is true. And she came to Rachel, which is also true. However, the two guys that Rachel was with at Javier's house said that Ra- that um, when Sarah pulled up to Rachel's house, that Sarah actually didn't get out of the car. Rachel ran up to her car first. So then they're like, okay. oh, okay. Um, so, like, at this point, it's not looking good for Rachel. So in court, the prosecution said... If this is self-defense, why did you throw the knife over the fence? Like, you didn't have to if you were defending yourself. She was like, well, I don't know. I didn't even know what happened. And I just didn't want anybody else to get a hold of that knife, you know? And they're like, no, we don't fucking know. So then Josh took the stand and he said he was sleeping with many girls. He wasn't dating either of them. um, That he was just sleeping with them. So the attorney looked at him dead in the eye and was like, 
Sarah loved you. You know that, right? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, did you love her? And he said, I think I did. Which, like, what did... You could just say you did and, like, you know, like, give people peace of mind. Like, oh, this guy really did love her. But he was like, I think I did. So... Sarah's parents are pissed and they denied Josh being able to even go to her funeral Good. or her visitation or anything. So the jury took 2.5 hours to reach a verdict. They found her guilty and they sentenced her to only 27 years in prison now. So the judge said this murder was no accident. Rachel's father, Barry, said we have... So Rachel's father said this in court. We have lost our daughter as far as having her here physically with us. But she is still here for us to visit. But Sarah is lost forever. Her parents lost their only daughter they ever had. So he's like, he feels horrible for what their, her daughter did. Or what his daughter did. But I mean, I know you have to... But she left them. You yeah. know, they tried. Yeah, oh, for sure. So word got out that Rachel was going to write a book about what happened. But Sarah's parents made a civil lawsuit to prevent her from profiting from their daughter's death. So she was not able to write this um, book. Okay, So Rachel today currently serves her 27-year sentence in Lowell Correctional Institute in Marion County, Florida, and will be released from prison in 2037. So 15 years. I'm like, no, ma'am. You fucking killed somebody, bitch. I hope that when she gets out... Somebody beats that bitch's ass. And I hope no Applebee's ever hires her again. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's a little shit. I I just need to see pictures of these Yeah, so I'm going to show you pictures of her. And, like, in the court, like, she's crying. And she's, like, but, like, no tears are coming from her. So, see, I told you I didn't know this case. But when you're talking about the part of her being in in the interrogation room and the cop cuts her off and is, like, well, I have to tell... I remember something like that, but not like the. It was on a 2020 episode, so maybe you watched that. Maybe, but like years ago or something. Yeah, that's where I got a lot of my sources from. But those messages. Oh. I did not hear those. No. That is. You know, I love the. I love the um the proof. I want to. I want you because I like it. I like to paint a picture of like what the fuck it was really like. So yeah, that's the case of Sarah Ludeman, Rachel Wade, and Josh Camacho. Which I was telling my boyfriend Josh the whole time. I'm like, it feels so weird saying your I name know. as an evil person. I almost wanted to call him Joshua throughout this. Because, like, I don't call Josh Joshua. But I always call him Joshua. I know. No one calls him Joshua. But, yeah. That's the case of this love triangle gone obtuse. <laughs> I hate you so much. It was not acute. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, babes. Wait, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe if you could. Thank you so much.